So I know we were getting ready for today's podcast, but right at the end of today's podcast, Stu and I started talking about something that we each thought it's only me thinking that. And it has to do with Joe Biden's mental health. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. how this happens. I think we all get into this position where something in the news happens and we all think, am I the only one? Usually well, you're I, not the only one. Yeah, I didn't think, am I the only one? I thought, oh. I am the only one. I wasn't questioning it. I thought, oh, it's just me. I must I must miss something. Yeah, I must I, have missed something. Yeah, I must yeah. not know the reference. And yeah. no, he's just incoherent. Yeah, that'll be on tomorrow's podcast. On today's podcast, we did talk to you all over the country. Uh, we talked to people that were... Uh, in different phases of their life with different points of view on on what is happening in our country. Um, you don't want to miss that. Also, we talked a little bit about what Russia is planning and what is coming in our economy with the new emergency powers that are being recommended by the EU, you know, so they can fix the energy problem. Holy cow. It's an amazing podcast. Don't miss a second of it. Brought to you by Sweat Block. Stu, I feel like saying s- smell my armpit. I I prefer not to, even with the benefits of now, Sweat Now, if block. I said, mm-hmm. you know how people like smell things and like, oh, this smells bad. Yeah. Smell you it. Smell this. You yeah. smell it. Mm-hmm. If I said, you got to smell my armpit. Oof. I would not want to smell you your still, armpit. Okay. <laughs> Actually, would no I, but I thought I'd ask. Right. Even no matter really what you preface smell my armpit with, it, it, right. I'm done. Even if not I gonna, say, even if it's it great, doesn't, smells I mean, like, it smells like, it's a great scent. Like it be, smells like my shirt, which never, it never used to smell like my shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's because of sweat block. And I don't know how you get your friends to, to notice, but you'll notice. Your wife will notice. The people you hug will notice. It's sweat block. Get their deodorant stick. You can get it online at sweatblock.com or on Amazon. I use not only the deodorant stick, I use, for those heavy days, I, I use their wipes, which you you wipe underneath your arms. And I'm telling you, six days later, you're still feeling fresh. It's sweat block. Check it out now, sweatblock.com. Use the promo code BECK and you'll save 20% at sweatblock.com. Promo code BECK, or you can just go to Amazon and get it. Sweatblock. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right. Uh, let me give you a couple of stories here. Whistleblower has now accused the FBI's Washington field office of using cases related to the January 6th U.S. Capitol riot to overstate the threat of domestic violent extremism in America. What? (laughs) This is a shock to me. Whistleblower alleged the FBI office did not follow standard investigative practices for January 6th cases when it moved the cases to various local field offices around the country based on where the case subjects were from. Uh, In a letter, uh, January 6th cases should all be officially led by WFO, the Washington Field Office, and categorized as WFO cases. But instead, a task force... A dispatched instructions to open January 6 investigations at local field offices nationwide. 
Those local field offices received the cases, making it look as though as if they were conducting the investigation on the cases when in reality, the Washington field office was doing the bulk of the work. According to the letter, a manipulative case file practice creates false and misleading crime statistics. Instead of hundreds of investigations stemming from a single black, inc- black swan incident in the Capitol, FBI and DOJ officials point to significant increases in domestic violence, extremism, and terrorism around the country. Such an artificial case categorization scheme allows FBI leadership to misleadingly point to significant increases in domestic violent extremists nationwide. So here's here's what they did. They took one event, broke it up as if it was multiple things all around the country. Yeah, we've got field offices all over the country working on domestic violence. It's one case. And that's the way it should be categorized. But instead, they're they're breaking it up to mislead, to intentionally mislead when When in American history were we okay when we found out that our Justice Department was corrupt and intentionally smearing American citizens? When did we think that was okay? Answer, never. When did any liberal, any Democrat in America think that was okay except when things were out of control in the Wilson administration out of control in the FDR administration and out of control in the Nixon administration. No Democrat ever, ever thought it was right when we were spying on Americans, when we were abusing the FBI power. Where are you now? The answer is you've been lulled into sleep And you've been made to believe that these things are true and they are not true. How many whistleblowers do we need? I think this is our 16th or 17th whistleblower on the Justice Department and the FBI. Now, all you have to do, if you tell people something over and over again, they'll believe it. So what is it, America, we are being told to believe? We are being told to believe that everybody who voted for Donald Trump, that's 90 million people. By the way, I so urge you with everything in me, please read this book. We're going to have this uh, author on. He was supposed to be on with us today and then he couldn't make it. Um, It is The Psychology of Totalitarianism. It is fascinating. The guy takes everything that we learned from the uh, 20th century, fascism, communism, uh, totalitarianism, and he looks at it and says, how do you get there? What are you doing to people? And I don't think he's a conservative. He's from Brussels. He's a uh, a university uh, professor of clinical psychology at the University of Ghent. And he noticed what was happening uh, in Europe with COVID, how everybody was just kind of corralled and put into a chute. And he realized, wait, I've seen this somewhere before. So he breaks it down. 
and we are honestly in one of the last phases. We are in the phase just before it gets truly ugly. If we don't wake up. And when I say us, I don't mean necessarily the people on the right. The people on the right have got to stay calm, have got to reflect goodness, happiness, decency, the Christian, Judeo-Christian values that this country is known for. We must rediscover that and stand clearly in that light. The Democrats need to start waking up to their own conditioning. When people start to uh, do the final phase of totalitarianism, they give speeches like President Biden gave just a few weeks ago in Philadelphia. That's what leads people to say, exterminate. These people have to be exterminated. These people are a virus. There's no dealing with these people. I got news for you. If you think if you think you can't deal with Democrats, you're mistaken. If you think you can't live side by side with leftists that want to destroy the nation. I get it. I get it. And I'm with you. But most Democrats, we cannot fall into this trap that they are in. Here's here's the latest from the uh, New York Times yesterday. Former President Donald J. Trump appeared to more fully embrace QAnon on Saturday, playing a song at a political rally that prompted attendees to respond with a salute in reference to the cult-like conspiracy theory song. While speaking in Youngstown in support of J.D. Vance, whom he has endorsed as Republican nominee for the Senate, Mr. Trump delivered a dark address about the decline of America over music that was all but identical to the song. So it's not the song. It's all but identical to the song. Now, the president delivered this same speech. He's been delivering this same speech for about three or four months now. And he describes the America that we have become and then turns it around and says, we don't have to be that. It's almost morning in America. Now, can we play the real song here and tell me, tell me that you haven't heard a million different scores that sound just like this. There's one that we use and I cannot remember. And Sarah is gone today. But I know we have one that sounds almost exactly, it's all but identical, but I can't find it. But here's the original song that he played. Um, no, you, the, uh, the first one that I gave you. Um, this is the original song that they say he played one that sounded like it. Tell me if you've ever heard anything that sounds like this in a movie. Stu, do you hear what I hear? We have one. We've used one. It sounds just like I can't put my finger on it. Mm. But there is hope. Yeah, yeah. Right? I can almost hear you doing the voiceover on it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's the one that they said he played. It was. was, Yes. That's just like a genre. That's like a cinematic genre. Play another one for me. 
play another one for me. Let's just see what we what do we have here? What do we have in our in our library? Here's one. See if it sounds ooh. <laughs> Could be the same. Could be the same one. But there is hope. Call now. And help those children born without faces. <laughs> right? Okay. This is a genre of music. It's a genre. It's a genre of music. Mm-hmm. Here, here. I've got one. Can you open? Uh, can you open uh, my mine up? Um, how about this one? Because this one sounds kind of like that. There is trouble on the horizon. America has turned into a very dark, dark place. There's all kinds of trouble. The FBI is lying to us. The DOJ is out of control. An energy crisis like we've never, ever seen before. People on the streets burning cities down. People crying out, where is the answer? The answer can be found in one place. The Crown. <laughs> it's the theme from The Crown. <laughs> I mean, you could do this all day long. With any dramatic series yes. or dramatic movie, oh action gosh. movie, Patriot, like, you could pull that from anyone. I can't believe that's the song they were talking about. That's the song there. I had to look it up. I've only I, read I'm the now on all it. kinds of lists at the FBI because <laughs> I went to Apple and I looked that song up. But I looked that song up, and when I heard it, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That's the song that made them write uh, an article that says that they're giving the Nazi salute. Trump rally plays music resembling QAnon song, Crowd Reacts. That is embarrassing. I mean, I don't. here's the thing. They, they, would, they would accuse and have accused you of being involved in all sorts of things as it revolves around the election and QAnon and who knows what else, even though you're not. Uh, but I didn't. neither one of us even knew what the song was. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know I, what the song I, was. I, I, had, I had... Wait a minute. Are you saying that maybe... Is this the song? <laughs> or is this the crown? You don't know, do you? I have no idea. That's the crown. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't watch the crown I mean, either. So. Yeah, I know. But I mean, come on, man. It is a basic cinematic piece Correct. of uh, of audio. In fact, we when you know when uh, we do production pieces here, we uh, we are subscribed to a production music library. I know, and they are categorized by genre. I'm one tell- of them is cinematic, and there's like twelve different CDs. But when they I, were CDs, and now folders. I know. Now, now Sarah happens to be gone today. She back tomorrow? No, she's no. off. For- she's off for a couple of days. Uh, it would be the day. She's one taking day. a trip very similar to one someone from QAnon took once. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why she pointed to me yesterday. That was a was Nazi that a, salute. Was that a Hitler salute? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it wasn't a Hitler salute, mm. but it was a salute that resembled mm. a Hitler salute. It used the hand. <laughs> okay, I... That's <laughs> she was reaching out to shake his hand. Yes, the hand, the arm was extended and the hand was flat. I think we know what Sarah was doing. I think we know where she really is. Probably out back burning books.
This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. John is calling us from New Hampshire, and uh, he's a truck driver. Hi, John. Welcome. Hi. How's it going, uh, Glenn? No, Very I'm good. actually in Connecticut right now. I'm actually driving an 18-wheeler, and uh, the cost uh, for people like owner-operators, I'm, luck- I'm fortunately and blessed by Jesus Christ to be a uh, truck driver here. Mm. And, uh, you know, we got to give them thanks and praise. Um, but, you know... These owner-operators, I'm a truck driver, and, you know, every, everything co- has a cost. When you buy that candy at the store, right now I'm hauling fish. I'm, full, I'm hauling uh, 42,000 pounds. And I just wow. went to go to the fuel station. It cost me $379 for 59.8 gallons of fuel. Wow. Uh, or, no, it was 200 and, uh, no, 370, uh, 321 And I bought death at $4.49 a gallon. Mm. And I bought 14 gallons of that, so that that's why the the added price is 3.79. Jeez. So, I I mean, I have to go somewhere else. I can't. I mean, my company can't afford to uh, keep going, so I have to go to a you know a place in Pennsylvania to fill up the rest of the fuel. Um, and it doesn't have to be this way. And uh, the regulations on truck drivers are um, tough. The the DEF fluid it pollutes the environment california made it mandatory um good job nancy pelosi on that and uh you know now they realize that it's actually a negative impact uh for the environment it's not going away though it doesn't last as long no it's definitely not Mm -hmm. as long as they as long as they have the reins in this economy they're going to continue uh strangling our necks and and suffocating us uh, with our taxes and their legislation, and I'm blessed to ha- have you on the radio. I'm blessed to be part of your radio station right now. Thank you. Don't want to take too much time. And uh, I'm blessed to have people like you and uh, Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh, God bless his soul, and other people that fight hard. You guys are the, the future of the uh, America, along with Trump and DeSantis. Right. And we need to run a, we I, need to run a ticket. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. We need to run a ticket. Yeah, we need to run a, uh, a, a MAGA conservative or just a conservative ticket. Uh, you know, we have Chris in New, New Hampshire. <laughs> we have uh, Bunduck uh, in, I think he's running for uh, Senate or Congress. Senate. And then Senate. we have uh, uh, Caroline Levette, and she's, uh, she's a, uh, she was an advisor for Trump. And uh, she, these people are great. And uh, I just... I was during the phone call there, the 40 seconds there, I bought a, um, a thing from Starbucks. Not that I really care for them. They're kind of a liberal company, but, uh, $6 and 46 cents for, for an iced tea, uh, lemonade. So I don't know. Yeah. I I don't don't, know what people are going to do. I know. Uh, John, thank you very much for checking in. Uh, I, I don't know what, um, people are going to do. This is, People should know this is by design. This is the largest transfer of wealth um, ever. And it is not going to the little guy. It is going to the big guys. This is a massive change in the entire Western world. It is it is happening. I, I, I want you to know that what is happening with our fuel 
if you're going to pump the gas, you've seen that our fuel price is down. However, that's just because we're draining the oil from our strategic reserves. It, we, we are sitting here at a time for the first time in, <clears throat> since I was in high school. Are we worried about possible nuclear war? And yet we are draining our entire strategic oil reserve. We have auctioned off another 10 million barrels and uh, we're delivering the oil from November 1st through November 30th. So we're bringing this we're, we're releasing all of this to our own detriment. And why are we doing it? We're only doing it because the election is here. And if if it does continue into December and January, that then is just putting us behind the eight ball. God forbid something happens. This is immoral what's going on. In Europe, what a surprise. They, the EU has now uh, proposed a Supply Chain Emergency Powers Act. Whenever a government asks for emergency powers, be aware. Uh, the companies now in Europe are going to be made to prioritize production of key products and stockpile goods under draft EU rules that would give Brussels emergency power to tackle supply chain crisis. Is your solution more government? If your solution is more government and more emergency powers, then by definition, you are on the fascistic side. If you believe in the free market, if you believe in the average person and reducing the burden on the average person from a federal government, then you are not on the fascistic side. They're saying, listen to this. We need new tools that allow us to act fast and collectively at whatever kind of uh, risk we might face. Hmm. Okay. That's good. Sure. Now, what's happening? Because of not the war, but because of the Paris Accords, France and all of Europe started going to green energy, renewable energy. It is not stable, nor can it produce the amount of energy that is needed. Then you add one crisis on top. One. You don't have a secure life if you are only based on one, uh, one source. If you only have... There's no backup for your entire life. You're in trouble. You're in real, real trouble. Right now, they are shutting factories down. And they're shutting these factories down because they can't afford the fuel to keep them running. And there's a great story from um, Yahoo Finance today. Firewood is the new gold. The new gold. Gold. What? Firewood. Right now, countries in Europe are facing a very, very cold winter 
the possibility of no energy. So people theft and firewood are the two biggest things right now. People are people are being broken into their houses are being broken into. People are stealing whatever they can. And people who are trying to survive are just holding on to firewood. The energy prices in Europe have climbed as much as a thousand percent. One thousand percent. Now, if the people in charge of the EU actually cared. They would see what a disaster the Paris Accords have been and they would back away. But they're not right now. As they're asking for emergency powers, the EU is upgrading its commitment to the Paris Agreement climate target. So they're saying we're going to reach it even faster than promised. What does this mean for us? Why are you paying for why are you paying the price you're paying at the gas pump? We have more oil than Saudi Arabia. Why are you about to pay what you're going to pay for heat if you have gas heat? Why? Why are you paying so much for natural gas or LP? Why? We have more natural gas and LP than than anybody and anybody. We can put more natural gas into a tank and put it at your house or run a line to your house than anybody else. Why are you paying for more? Natural gas prices have doubled just this year. The price now for fuel and for uh, an hour of power at your house is up 124%. In New England, up 96%. Why? Because the elites feel that their solution is the right solution. The problem is the elites. The people who think they know better than you. I don't think I or anyone else knows better than you for what you are facing. What is happening in Europe this winter will be here next winter. Winter is coming. And we now have politicians all over the world that are just playing Game of Thrones. That's it. That's what this is all about. Did you notice how the people suffered when they're playing Game of Thrones? Did the, did the little people ever, were they ever part of consideration We're, we're going back to a feudal system. We're going back to the, we're on the road to serfdom. And as soon as we stop trapping ourselves in this, 
uh, game that uh, Republicans are Nazis. And uh, and everybody else, everyone who's a Democrat is a communist. We're we're never going to get past it. The real problem are the leaders all over the world. That's the problem. The ones who are making the Paris Accord Agreement, the ones who are making the agreement for ESG, the people in power at the biggest corporations, the biggest banks, and the governments of the world. You didn't have any part of it. Did you even know what ESG was? Most people at banks didn't even know what it was a year ago. So who came up with it? When was it decided? Listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, so Stu, um, looks like uh, he's going to be um, he's going to be talking um, about annexing. The uh, the places where they were just uh, chased out. He's just going to annex those tonight. Looks like that. That's the that's the reporting so far. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I guess he's annexed Crimea. Right. But he has not annexed uh, Don- Donbass or, yes. or any of these other regions. Donetsk. Donet- Donetsk. What's the one yeah. they've, they've lost? Luhansk. They've lost the territory to the north recently yes. to Ukraine. So they're going to what? Try to hunker down in the other two. I, regions and I, I i don't really i don't know he's they're saying that they are saying now that there is a um there is a bill in the upper house i guess mm-hmm. uh of of russia the russian parliament and it is just to say all oh, that area is ours and they're afraid that uh they he may be um uh, going harsher um, than just a special military operation. In fact, there's speculation that Putin may opt for a national military mobilization, including a draft. Now, he's avoided this so far because it's, it would be deeply unpopular. Um, and, uh, and, and But it's the only thing he can do to really win because he's lacking soldiers. They don't have them. And the military staffing is because people are surrendering. Um, they are deserting. Um, they're sending volunteers from the right to the front line with very little training. And they're enlisting prisoners now. Yeah, one of the things that's been interesting about this is we all know the concept of, of total war, right? It's not even just you, if you're a soldier going to war and fighting the actual battles, but it's everybody at home is at war too. We're all, it's, it's every aspect of our lives. This is the struggle of our lives. And that's an approach that, you know, obviously we saw fascist governments from the 30s take with their people saying that you must sacrifice everything. And the fact that there's economic hardships is just part of it. This, mm-hmm. is, this is the struggle for our lives. Uh, Russia with Putin this time has really tried to attempt to, the opposite here, which is give almost no effect to the lot, change Correct. no effect of the lives of the average citizen. 
where this is just a special military operation that's going on outside our borders. We'll get this done. Don't worry about it. You continue with your parties and, and your life as, as it goes. And they've had, you know, some economic uh, out, uh, issues. But, I mean, by some measures, they've done better. Yeah, some by some measures, yeah, they have. It, it's, it's a... No one, I think, believes it's a long-term solution for their economic woes, but, you know, because of arrangements with other countries, China, India in particular, they've been able to kind of hold the economy up, and the average citizen has not had their lives destroyed, other than McDonald's going away, which, of course, is... Would destroy your would, life. Would destroy there your life. There are times. I did... I was on vacation and away from McDonald's in a place you wouldn't want to eat McDonald's, you know? The local food was so good, mm-hmm. and yet, towards the end of vacation, I passed a McDonald's, and I was like... Mm, I kind of want to stop. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. kind of want to stop. <laughs> so it will be, here, this could be the escalation, right? Where he's decided we no longer can shield the everyday citizen from the effects of what's going on. And that is a major escalation. Mm-hmm. It, in some ways, it, it seems necessary. And if you're going to a military draft, I mean, that is a... Now, that's turning. Well, we don't know that for sure. No, that's that's speculation. speculation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll just have to see. But if he is going to make a major escalation, um, please pray for our president uh, that he is uh, that he is touched by the finger of God uh, and uh, and does not escalate himself. This could be very, very bad news. I'm more worried about him. Uh, and the Pentagon and the decisions that we're making than I really am of Vladimir Putin. Let me go to Han in Texas. Hello, Han. Hey, Glenn. How are you, sir? Real good. Um, I'm in El Paso, Texas, and seeing the news about Martha's Vineyard and 50 that they can't handle migrants, the news just reported that we're now up to 1,500 per day every day in El Paso Jeez. and that is nonstop. How is this changing? How is this changing El Paso? What is it like to live there? Um, well, every, all the migrant shelters, they're now calling on all the churches to try to take in migrants to provide food for migrants. People are buying shoes because they don't have shoes and they were all downtown. And then the city and the county are buying these buildings to house the migrants, and they're talking, to, you know, like two million, eight million. That's going to affect the taxpayers here. Oh my! God. And El Paso already has the highest property taxes in Texas, and this is just going to add to that. And you know, and then with the appraisals doubling, the the taxpayers in El Paso are getting squeezed. And if this is really a federal issue, it shouldn't be on the, the taxpayers of El Paso. No, it shouldn't be. Um, and that's that's the thing that uh, infuriates me so much when, you know, places like New York City say we're overwhelmed, you know, four busloads. We're overwhelmed. This isn't a, a border town. What does that even mean? Do you think border towns just magically have money, you know, spewing from their noses? I mean, I, it's so weird. I it mean, is so strange. All of the complaints that we're hearing from Martha's Vineyard and New York City and Washington, D.C. and Chicago are all the complaints that we have here in border states. Right. It's like, hey, we, we, you have to understand, we didn't even know they were coming. Yeah, well, we neither we, did we. We didn't even know how many beds to have. We don't have the resources. Yeah, that's what we've been saying for the past half century. 
And right? It's, we, it's, they, they don't they don't register with the equivalent of open table and make reservations when they're coming across the border. They don't go to the open border app and say, hey, we're coming with five. I hope you guys are ready. That doesn't happen. They just come and we don't have the resources and we just try to figure it out. And then they get shipped halfway across. They, they wind up either most of them wind up staying in the border uh, states. Some of them go all across the country to red states and blue states. But the vast majority of them wind up staying in border states with, and we do not have the resources to handle it. It's a, it is a burden. You guys up in the blue states have been denying this. On Martha's Vineyard, you've been saying they're a blessing. And there's nothing there. Now, look. We the, could send you 10,000 blessings. Yeah, we could send. The, the, we are, we the, thought the, we were helping. It wouldn't even make a dent. Our buses are just buses of blessings. And you guys can take them with your multi-million dollar homeless budgets and deal with it. These, these border towns don't have that. They're just forced to get screwed all the time by policies, by the way, that are being implemented with people who are living on Martha's Vineyard, who have houses on Martha's Vineyard. Those people are the ones incentivizing this behavior and then limiting the government's ability to stop it. Well, but they were very enriched by their 48-hour stay. I mean, the, <laughs> the people of Martha's Vineyard, I mean, they used the word, we were enriched by them. Mm. Really? You were enriched in a 48-hour visit where you didn't do anything but call the National Guard and say, can you guys come and get these people? What an enriching experience that is. Yeah. So sickening. Usually they're enriched because they get uh, below-cost uh, labor for their incredible gardens. Uh, yeah. Now, now they're getting it in another way. So, so Han, what what is happening in El Paso? How are you guys standing? Well, it, it's tough, but I did want you to uh, research a candidate. Uh, Guadalupe Hanera is the first independent candidate to run in Texas history for county judge, and she's what's, gonna. What's her name? Guadalupe Hanera, G I N E R. And um, if you could get her on sometime, she's she's fantastic. She's conservative, but she's not bending towards any party. She's trying to set a new path. And that's the only hope we have, because we keep getting bond issue after bond issue being placed on the ballot for voters. And they keep voting for more and more bond issues for things that are not in the realm of El Paso, like our uh, UMC, it's a hospital, and it's supposed to take care of indigent care. But they are wanting a bond so that they can build robotics and state-of-the-art that competes with the private sector. And, mm. oh, and they always get approved. Yeah, they do. Well, That's really bad, too. Really bad. You cannot gut the private sector. By taking that on, your taxes go up. And quite honestly, usually um, uh, scientific uh, advancement slows down because there's no competition for it. This is my ultimate pet peeve, this stupid issue, because people do it all the time. All the time. These Even in super red conservative areas, oh. you throw a bond up for people to vote, and people do what we call a benefit analysis. Not a cost-benefit analysis, but a benefit analysis. Hey, I would like this new thing, therefore I'll check this box with no cost whatsoever. Of course, that means taxes go up, and it's much worse than that. And if, For example, 
a lot of cities do this, where they build these incredibly nice rec centers with gymnasiums and and uh, and. It's these beautiful I don't know facilities. if this is happening in your state, but in Texas, this happens a lot. A lot. While we're building ninety million dollar high school stadiums for football, mm-hmm. ninety million dollar <laughs> high school stadiums, right. They'll build a rec center that's got facilities, places to meet, you know, whatever. And they might be very nice. And what they will do is they will build this facility with your tax dollars. And then your taxes will go up. So you're paying for this facility. Then they will charge you a membership fee. But this membership fee will be below market, right? It's not if for this facility, you would pay much more for a membership fee. So they'll cut it by 30 or 40%. So lots of people will join it. Now, of course, there's another gym. That is in the private sector that's built across town and is an existing business that gets put out of business because now they've been undercut in the market by 30 or 40 percent. And if they somehow remain to stay open, they get to pay taxes to their competition. Now, here's the great thing. Here's the great thing. If you think your gym membership is hard to cancel, you can never cancel your gym membership with your taxes it never ends. Mm. Never ends. It's the Hotel California of gymnasiums. <laughs> it really is. David in Virginia, welcome to the Glenbeck program. Mr. Beck, how are you, sir? I'm very good. Um, uh, my wife and I had been married 20 years. Uh, even before then, back at 9-11, uh, I owned two restaurants, and because of 9-11, it, it shook the West. And uh, I had my restaurants for in Idaho, and I had to shut them down. So I rebuilt, met my wife, and then we bought, we were living in Houston, uh, and we bought a home there, and then we both took positions in, in Las Vegas. We're both chefs. And uh, then 2008 came along. We lost both of our homes. Oh, geez. Uh, we rebuilt again. And we moved to your favorite city, Portland, Oregon, and uh, opened a restaurant, which was very successful for five years. And then COVID came along and we lost all of it again. So here we are rebuilding after these these real disasters in America that have just been uh, one after the other. I'm wondering if maybe you're the problem, David. To all of our problems. Well, <laughs> it my seems wife to... <laughs> might agree with that. <laughs> um, I tell you, this is one of the bigger problems, I think, with the younger generation. Your kids have watched you go out of business over and over and over again. And this is happening all across the nation with no fault of your own. And they are being convinced that that's the capitalist system, that you just can just go out of business and then you rebuild, and then you go out of business. And so my parents really never got ahead. That's a huge issue because it's proving to be true right now because the government is in everybody's face and way. So you can't get ahead. Just as you get ahead, something else that most likely they are responsible for, uh, it, it happens and it collapses. That's what 08 was all about. In some ways, that's what 9-11 was about, all of our policies uh, of the past coming home to roost. 
08 was definitely about that. All of the strapping of of trying to get back on your feet while you were bailing out the banks. That was a problem. That's coming home to roost. Uh, um, COVID, absolutely. I mean, Fauci, we now know that Fauci was lying to us about where this about gain of function. So the governments of the world, China, us, maybe both of us, I don't know. We created that and then we made it worse by what our government did. Boy, I wouldn't believe in this system either if if this is what I grew up seeing. Would you? It's, Dave, inter- it's, uh, it's very interesting. My, my son is a doctor. I mean, he, oh. what he did was after school, he would come and sit in my restaurant and see how hard I worked. And then he went on to just excel. He became uh anesthesiologist mm-hmm. and then is going back for a phd in psychology wow so but uh i He's... hope it was the influence that he needed that i gave him through the hard work and determination that i proved and he's seeing it now come to roost in his um in his field now too government involved in absolutely everything and Doctor after doctor, getting really frustrated with that. But again, those are the ones that, you know, actually knew what freedom was like. Young doctors coming into it, they may not understand what's what this system used to be. Thank you so much, David, and, and God bless you. Uh, God bless you, because we're headed for another um, real problem uh, down the road. I have... A question for this audience uh, of somebody I would really like to talk to, a group of people, but I don't know if they have the guts to call in. I'll tell you about them next. Na, 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 na.